You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the second series of the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, that's the slogan that I've picked up, recorded today on a Saturday for a change, normally I record these podcasts on a Sunday but this week it is a Saturday, on the 17th of October it is, I nearly got that wrong, 2020. Now, you probably guessed this by the title, this podcast is going to be a bit different because I'm joined by my second guest of the series, who's going to be on in around 20 seconds time. But in the meantime, do remember to subscribe to the Piston Podcast if you're on that platform or follow it or like it. Do whatever you do, give it a positive review, share it with your friends because all of the support is greatly appreciated and it just means that the Piston Podcast will climb the automotive podcast chart, which is what we all want, isn't it? Remember to follow me on social media at Daniel Carzo 5 and let me know what you think of the podcast. What would you like to hear? What do you not want to hear? And don't say my voice, as funny as you may think it be. But in the meantime, sit back, grab a coffee and enjoy this podcast because for the next half hour, 40 minutes, I guarantee there's going to be a lot of JDM talk. Just a bit of a pre-warning. You have reached your destination. And my guest this week is All Things Auto's Matthew Loverhouse. Hello, how are you today? I'm very good. Very, very good. Um, what have you been doing today? What have I been doing today? Well, at 11 o'clock, I met you at Morrison's, didn't I? You did, yes. Very um, very fun, I know, Morrison's. Um, yeah. We got a bit of a picnic from Morrison's, and then we went out on our mountain we bikes. We got a picnic. I yes. didn't get anything. Went out on the mountain bikes, filming for our YouTube channel, which is All Things Auto. Mm. Now, this that's our YouTube channel. I've discussed it on the podcast quite a few times before. So if you are a loyal Piston Podcast fan, then you must know about All Things Auto. And you must be subscribed. If not, then why not? Yes. Um, so on All Things Auto, we do bike vlog things, bike rides, bike-related content, car-related content. Now we've been doing a lot of car reviews the past few months. And they've been doing really, really well. We recently hit 100 subscribers. The car reviews are getting hundreds of views. They're just doing really, really well, well. Well, so if you are supporting All Things Auto, then thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure to be doing it because it's it's great fun, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Do you find it fun? <laughs> Do you find it fun? Well, sometimes when I don't fall over. But... Yes. Although now you have a bit of a record for crashing. I nah, talked I about this on the podcast last we've week. Got to, we've got to talk about this now, have we? So you've had a few crashes, a few of them caught on camera, a few I'll of them, a few of them I'll not. Do apologise. A few of them not caught on camera. So last no two weeks ago on the tomorrow actually. So the day this complicated because it's not live. Sunday. Sunday the fourth of October. Was it don't know. I remember that, I, but I do. We were meant to meet, but then a half an hour went by. You weren't there. Your dad told me that you fell off by the railway. So I yep. went to the railway. There was traffic. You were on the floor uh, with an ambulance uh, with a load of blankets around you. What happened? Right, so, um, me and you, we were supposed to meet on the bikes, weren't we? Yes. So we were... On the racing bikes? Yes. It would have been good. We were meant we to were go to Cock Lane. Do a video explaining why I'm going to sell my racing bike, but my dad finally let me out on his. Yeah. Which is very expensive, like a grand carbon fibre... Me- oh, I know, it's a lot of no, money. a cube racing bike. So he let me on it, and I'm allowed on it again. That's but good. I'm cycling along, and next thing you know... I'm over the handlebars at 20 miles an hour, and I can hear my helmet scraping along the floor, Yeah, which is um, great. And then you open your eyes, and you're surrounded by paramedics yeah. and people with voxels. 
Um, but it was, yeah, it was a very, very unfortunate event. I mean, I didn't know it would be that bad. So when I turned up and saw you on the floor, it was really yeah. quite shocking. But there, are, there, there is one advantage from that event, and it was that we had a message to spread. Now, we recorded a video about a week after the incident on our YouTube channel, All Things Auto. Did I mention it? I don't know. Um, basically called Cyclists Watch, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, but our message was to wear a helmet because your B-twin helmet probably saved you from being in hospital for a long time and from serious injury. So... That was our message, really, to wear a helmet. And I know mm. this isn't really a cyclist podcast because bicycles don't have pistons. Um, but or rotaries, which is going to get on. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It's, it's the rotary podcast because this week we are having a rotary. But yeah, go and check that video out on All Things Auto along with the other videos because there's a lot of content on there now. There's, we're heading for 50 videos or something like that. We started at the yeah, start of the year. And it's doing really, really well. So, yeah, thank you for your support. Anyway, I think we should move on from that uh, because we kick off the podcast normally with some random car news. This is the stuff that I've been circulating the motoring industry since last week's podcast, episode six, where I reviewed, I always forget this, don't know why I bother saying it, I reviewed the, the VW ID3 electric car. I actually sat in one of them. You did? Uh, and that brings me on to the story. Yeah, no, we'll talk about that later on because we're going to do car. We're going to do car news. We'll talk, we'll come back to Volkswagen in a bit. So this is fantastic news. I got all the news from Drive Tribe, by the way. So big credit to them. Spotted Toyota are prepping an extreme version of the Gazoo Racing. The, this is the one with the Yaris. Uh, three-cylinder, one-point-six or like. Yeah, yeah, with like two hundred and fifty horsepower. Do you know? I'm not the biggest fan of that. What? I'm sure it'll be fun, but one, it's two-door. And I don't like two Good doors. point, good point, yeah, valid. And two, I don't know, big fan of three cylinders. I think they're all just really rough. I love them, I love them. I mean, that's got more power than a Mark 7.5 Golf. I know, I know, I know. Pack, which, which we'll come to later, later on. Um, but the Golf has got a much stronger engine, and it'll be more practical. And I know that I know that will probably be more economical and probably more fun to drive, because it, it also has all-wheel drive, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's variable. It can send some power to the rear, some power to the front, and it's it's I it's actually a really clever Vero, system. That will be one of the quickest. Do you know that reminds Probably me will. of a Nissan, uh, an old Nissan hot hatch, the Nissan Pulsar GTIR. Yeah. That had around the same power and all-wheel drive, and it was Japanese. Just clicking here to see if there's any more photos of this hot Yaris. You can already see it's got front big splitter, rear wing, massive spoiler, air vents, different wheels, rear wheel arches. If it'd load up. So they're testing it, quote, around James May's favourite place on earth, the Nürburgring. Oh, there we go. That looks a bit strange, doesn't it? Uh, The standard one I like a lot. I think, styling-wise, they've done a really, really terrific job, Toyota. Um, I've always liked the Yaris. Surprise, surprise, we used to have one. I wonder Um, if I'd have one in white, though, that everyone likes. I think I'd have one in red or yellow. A red would be nice. Or maybe a gunmetal grey. Or... You'd have to put stripes on it, like a red stripe, yeah. wouldn't you? And I'd probably fill it with the uh, Japanese slogans and stuff. But yeah, I, I really like the GR. It's not even Garumina, is it, this one? 
it's just GR Gazoo Racing. But yeah, I I, I really like this this car, and I think what, it'll be great. Why is that rear wheel different? There's a where I've got this picture from Drive Tribe that oh, there is a rear wheel which is different to the front. I think that's weight. Aerodynamics, probably. Something rather. Like yeah, it just it scoops the air and sends it away from the wheel arch, which makes perfect sense. Anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, the underdog is here, and it's the Volkswagen Golf 8 GTD. Now, more golf topic coming later on. But what do you think of the Golf 8 in general? What do you think? Well, we went to Volkswagen, okay, and we actually spoke to one of the people there, and they even said they don't like the look of the Golf GT8. I mean, sorry, GTD. They don't like the Golf 8 at all. Yeah. They think they the Mark 7.5 was the best one they did. It was quite perfect. Really, really I'm not, well. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't mind the Golf GTI, the, mm. the new Mark 8 one. I don't mind that, but it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like the rear end, the rear end of it. I'd rather get an ID3. I'd, Same. ID3s are just. I think more. they need to do an ID3 GTI. Ooh, Don't you think? Or an or an ID3R. I I think they will do ID3R. I I wouldn't be surprised. And I think Honda need to do an ER. No, an E Type R. I think that would oh, yeah. be really fantastic. And because or Honda just one with bigger range. Because Honda have just pulled out of F1, I have a sneaky feeling that they are going to sort of use that money they would have put into F1 engines and to use it for proper cars that people would buy. And for that reason, I fully support that. I think that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, back to this Golf. People say the front of it looks like a sloth. I see where they're coming from. I don't have a big problem with it, to but me, it I looks would... it like a Polo with Golf yeah. Mark 8, with Golf GTI. Personally, I'd rather save... That, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. I'd rather save thousands and go for a 7.5. But this is the new GTD, which is their sort of GT. It's got all the trim. But it's a diesel. I do like the GTD. Yeah. But it says here, GTI performance with diesel mileage. Um, but diesels aren't very exciting, which is my problem. No, we've got an Audi diesel right now. and uh, A4 Quattro, 2004. It's nice. I mean, it's nice. Yeah, I but like it. Sometimes I, would, I, would I say just... it's nice, but it isn't... It's not fun. I sometimes it's, get well, annoyed. It fun, but it's... <sighs> with diesels, I sometimes... I don't to say this, but it's just a bit boring. With diesel, sometimes I get annoyed uh, with low-down grunt. I, li I like a revving engine. Like, with a petrol, you rev it up to five, 6,000, and you change. You know what cars rev a lot? The car we're going to review today. Exactly. Yes, but we'll come to that later on when we're actually ready for we'll it because there's so much car news going on. Um, well, what do you think of the new M4? The new M3 The new M4. M4. I discussed that a few released. weeks ago. I like it. I do. I mean, I chatted about the uh, 4 Series when it was announced, when everybody doubted it, and I said, I quite like it. Uh, I don't have a big problem with it. I think the 3 Series looks better. But in terms of the new 4 Series, I think I it looks fine. I have a massive problem with the BMW 4 Series and M4. What is that? Well, I don't like big coupes. Huh? I, for one, why has it got two doors? Why? Yeah. Why has it got two doors? It could have three doors. Fair enough. I don't like M3 coupes. I think they're ugly. I don't like Golf two doors. I don't like any really two door cars. But the reason I don't like the M4, one, the front looks really good. Yeah. Rear wise, it's horrific. I don't like the rear lights. I don't like the side profile. I don't like the noise it makes. I don't like the steering on it because it's they've turned it to electric then. Oh, electric power steering. And they've got all sport plus thing, and they've got all these like modes like all sport eco, and then change the suspension and the wheels and the and all that. I was like, why? Yeah. Why do you need to do that? Fair enough. I just don't like... And the, the new point. M4, I like better than the old one. Yeah. That BMW grille, I know people have doubted it, but I reckon 
BMWs aren't that great in the photos, but in the flesh, in the metal. I agree. People have been seeing it and thinking, actually, that's not as bad as we may have said. It's the in same the with that um, Z4 or Toyota Supra or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. I think when they start to come on the road, people will get used to the design and people will like it. Anyway, moving on, Land Rover is celebrating 50 years of the Range Rover at Goodwood Speed Week. Now, Goodwood um, are doing Speed Week this weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So by the time this podcast is out, it would have been rubbish anyway. But if you head over to the Goodwood website and the Goodwood YouTube channel, there is exclusive content. It was hosted by Dermot O'Leary, Rory Reid, Johnny Smith, Richard Porter... All of them car-related people. So I, I've been watching quite a lot of it, cars racing around the uh, Goodwood track that they use for the Revival. Not Festival of Speed or anything like that. But I, I, I like the way Goodwood have done it, um, imposing COVID stuff. I don't think it's open to the public. Mm. It's more just the press. I like that because it gives us motoring enthusiasts, because we've had quite a boring year, something to, to, to look at, really, this weekend. Because uh, obviously it's an October weekend and it's all a bit rainy. And if you're not filming for a YouTube channel, then it is no fun. Um, but yeah, this um, Land Rover celebrating 50 years of the Range Rover, I think that's quite good. Range Rover, it was a very important car for the entire motoring industry. Mm. Um, because the old Range Rover from 1970 or whatever it was, uh, my granddad had one actually. Apparently it was appalling. Did about 9 MPG, the big V8 one. Um, well, it wouldn't really move because it would run out of fuel. Yeah, good point. Or it but would have broken down. The Range Rover from the 70s sort of just set what cars, actual cars you see day-to-day on the road would be like today in 2020. I mean, most of the cars you see are SUVs or crossovers. Oh, yeah, they're like Nissan Qashqais. I mean, we're looking outside your window now. Oh, no. I can't actually see any SUVs. If I'm honest. No, but if you look to my left, there's a Volvo XC90, there's a Kia Sportage. I like the XC90. The XC90 for me. It's great, isn't it? I'd, I'd have that over any. I think I'd go BMW. for an XC60 just because it's smaller. No, I'd rather go an XC90 because it's like just bigger. Yeah, well, fair point. Bigger's always Indeed. better. As they say, <laughs> yes. Uh, although, not with podcasts, the smaller ones tend, tend to be better, of course. Of of course. Anyway. Oh, that's the new <laughs> Cabrio. So, spotted the new BMW M4 Cabrio Cabriolet at the Nurburgring. It's being uh, tested. And the question is, actually, <laughs> is the Cabrio better looking than the Coupe? What do you think, Matthew? Here we go. Four-seater convertible. I'm guessing you don't really like that. This one pictured as brown. Um, well, they've got sort of brown. It's sort oh, of it's big, one of them colours, isn't it? painted part of the bonnet or hood brown and the rest of it they painted that colour so you can't tell the design and the lines or something of it yeah and they painted the doors brown and the oh, I don't care I don't care no well fair I'm more of an I don't know I don't know anymore I like Japanese saloons I'm more of a Mazda kind of guy you know what family car I would really like if you're going to say a Fiat Panda you've already got one uh, I, I, I would say probably a Toyota Corolla or a Toyota Aris estate. Well, the Corolla is one of the best-selling cars in America, along with, along with the Prius, yeah. No, and and along with the Ford F one fifty pickup. But I, I mean, the so. Corolla is a lovely-looking car. Have you seen the Corolla GR? It's just no, it I looks haven't. it looks incredible. I must get a picture or something. Uh, let me just let me just search it's up. Very Japanese. Toyota Corolla GR. I'm pretty sure there's a GR. I don't think there is. I'm, I think I saw one. 
Uh, although I may be wrong. Yes, uh, there is one. There is one. So I know the viewers can't see this, but do search up in your phone while you're listening to this podcast. The new Corolla GR. It's understated. It's a five-door, which is good. But I imagine it's going to be quite a hefty car. I like that. I think I'd have that over, say, a Megan RS or a Focus or something like that. I really like it. Yeah, I honestly love Toyotas. I think they're doing a wonderful job. And this new Mirai that's come out, the hydrogen car, it's a lot of money. It's 80 grand. But in terms of technology, it's absolutely wonderful. They're on a roll, Toyota. They really are. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on because I'll get soppy um, about um, Toyotas and get rid <laughs> oh, of the yeah, Aris. Oh, you lost yours. No, we didn't we lose it. it necessarily. We sold it for the Panda, but we kind of wish that we sold the Scenic and kept the Yaris and the Panda because well, yeah, the, the Scenic is really going through. Much like... This the Renault Scenic we have, which is uh, metallic bronze slash brown. Um, brown. It, it's, it's brown. It's not metallic bronze. It's got full. Just like your panda, isn't rhinoceros grey? Isn't good no, 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 no. silver or something? It's uh, Grigio Quadso is the colour of the panda. So grey. Yes, it's just grey, just grey. Uh, but yeah, the Renault, it, the glow plugs aren't really working. It's a start, and it's just running on combustion. What's the Renault? I'm sorry to be a bad snob, okay? But you I are, promise yes. to you, I'm not a bad snob. Not compared to my dad, at least. When he thinks he doesn't know how to drive anything other than Audis. Yeah. But. German cars are more reliable. And Japanese. Depends. Oh, I would love another Japanese car. Uh, I mean, it has just hit me that we don't actually own a Japanese car. And that hurts me a lot. We've because... never owned a Japanese car. And that's because of your dad liking German cars. I think I'd rather have Japanese than German. I would as well. I mean, people that know me and Matthew personally will know that about a year ago we had massive conflict. I used to argue Japanese oh, yeah, cars were better. Lots of people used to think we weren't friends anymore because I know because of that argument and now we've sort of it went on for months didn't it it went on for absolutely months oh, and you well, argued I said that German cars were better more and more reliable and Japanese cars were unreliable you said um, but now you've just sort of come onto the bright side haven't you and realised that Japanese cars the land of the rising sun you have indeed I mean on my desk here on top of my CD player I've got three Japanese cars and they just look great and I know they're Hot Wheels but <laughs> uh, Japanese cars something about them they look really really yeah, nice you've got three German cars as well Got a Beetle, a Porsche 944, and a Volkswagen Amperman. Yes, you didn't I think have. of that, did you? And a, a Swedish Volvo and a French 2CV. But yeah, anyway, I think we should give car news a bit of a break because we should probably move on to our car review. Which is now my new favourite car. Now, Matthew's been on the podcast three times, and each three times had a different dream car. This time on the What's podcast. The first one? Oh, it was, I think it was the Abarth, and then it was the Golf. Mark 5 and then this time it's no, Mazda no, RX-7 I don't think it was the Golf Mark 5 I think the Abarth was the I don't really know but anyway on to the Mazda RX-7 which doesn't actually have any doesn't actually have any pistons but it's being on the podcast anyway but then again I use the ID3 so and that doesn't even have anything I think I'll take over at this point because I know a lot more about this car than you fair enough take it away Matthew alright so the engine size now this is actually a very popular car for teenagers because it only had a 1.3 litre engine but it made claimed 276 horsepower I'll get on to why it made that so it's got a two rotor engine so the rotors are spinning round which is uh, good because it's uh, very lightweight and compact now the cons of a rotary engine are that it's a rotary engine it's very unreliable extremely high emissions and you generally need to take it to the red line, even if you're just going to the shops in it. Yeah. yeah. Every time you go on it, otherwise the apex seals, or like you'd say, rubber seals, <laughs> and the bearings and everything will just wear out and won't do much. So it's rear wheel drive, uh, 0-60. That is claimed five seconds or 5.1 seconds. Top speed, that's 150. 
It says 160, but I'm really not too sure about it all. Um, now, the reason it has 276 horsepower is because all Japanese cars had an agreement back in the day. Because there was so much competition. So, an R34, I think, GTR, Nissan GTR, uh, that made 276 horsepower because there was so much competition. Yep. Uh, the rivals are the R34 GTR and the Toyota Supra, but there's not really much else that can compete with the Mazda. Because for me, me personally, I think it's the best Japanese car ever made. But the problems with the rotary are that, you know... No, 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 it's, it's a one-litre Yaris. And? What? It's a one-litre Yaris, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Have I just lost you completely? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Right, <laughs> back on it. It's a rotary engine, so it's very unreliable. Very high emissions. They're not used today because of very high emissions. And they're not very talking. That means you don't get put back in your seat as much. And I, lo I love getting put back in your seat in a car when you go fast. Of course. You get claimed around 25 mpg, but that is claimed. You realistically, you're not, you're not going to get that. Now, the seats and doors, you put 2 plus 2. It doesn't yeah. have four doors. It doesn't have... Wait, what? Ugh. It, it's 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 got it's got that's why the Yaris thing. It's got two doors. It's a two seater, but it's got sort of two. It's like seats Porsche 911 back. back seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got or relatively big boot. Mustang. Mm. Or yeah, something like that. But I mean, when we went out in that classic 911 imported, you went in the back of it. It's not a four seater. It's a two plus two. Yeah. Same in Nissan GTR. Uh, and to be honest, probably the same as that Bentley we reviewed on All Things Auto. Mm. It's probably a two plus two, really. Now, um, let's start talking bad. Let's stop that because this is my favourite car. Fair enough. Let's move on to the pros. It's a rotary engine. That makes it sound better. Now, this thing revs up to around 9,000 RPM. 9,000. Imagine like... It's a lot. Sounds a dangerous. A triangle spinning like... 9,000 times a, a, a second. Yes. A minute, I mean. A minute. And um, it's lightweight and it's compact. Yes. So you could literally rotary swap anything. Yeah, you could rotary swap a two CV. Or well, a you can rotary swap a Panda. You could, you could, you and could, I would. and somebody's planning it on the uh, Panda forum. Now emissions. Hmm. Um, shall we just not do emissions? No, we should. Two hundred and uh, and. Two hundred fifty-eight. Two hundred. Oh, that's a lot. Kilometer. CO2, and that is... So, one week I'm reviewing a zero grams per kilometre CO2 Volkswagen uh, EV, and then in the next week we're reviewing a, a high-emission Mazda. Well, it's the highest-emission 1.3-litre engine, I'll and you can say that. It's the highest-emission car I've had on the podcast, is what it is, probably. No, yeah. But <laughs> it's, um... I don't know what else to say. I love this thing. It's not it's a car about that, headlights. though. It's one of the last few cars to add proper headlights with the Lotus Esprit. Yeah. I just think, okay, I must be building to screen in this, because in the JDM car community, I'm speaking very quietly, yeah. in the JDM car community, everyone says, oh, it's Toyota Supra. Can I express my views on Toyota Supra about making everyone mad? Fair enough. The Mark IV, or whatever it is, it's an ugly car. Okay, to me, it looks like a fish. The interior is horrific, but all really Japanese cars back in the day, the interiors weren't the best. Yeah. I know that it's designed, the toilet's designed like a... Rhinoceros. Like a jet fighter or whatever. That's what the, the cockpit is. That's yeah. how they describe it. I know it's got a great engine, that 2JZ is brilliant, but it's just not my type. And the R34 GTR, it has an RB26 engine, which is incredibly heavy. A rotary engine is extremely light, and bringing on to the weight, 
it varies from 1.2 tons to 1.3 tons depending on the model and uh, the last one I think ever made was an Spirit R Type A they only made 300 of them and do you know how much they are now? 60 grand. 60,000 pounds? That's only for the Spirit R Type A. If you want to pick one up now for like a proper one, well, one that isn't a special edition, they're around 15 to 25 grand. Oh, Nick. Well, oh, come on, it's really good. Well, you won't. Imagine just get an MX5 for a grand and rotary swap it. No, because then it wouldn't have. It wouldn't be the same. Uh. There's just something about that Mazda RX-7. You know what? I'm not going to mock you because I do think it's a good-looking car. I've sort of converted you, and it's got better pop-up headlights than an MX-5. Yes. Now, no, No. I meant no. I just said yes because I didn't know what you were saying because I was thinking of something else. What I was thinking of saying is I'm going to get you to give it a PPR, a piston podcast rating out of five. What is it? uh, A zero because it isn't a piston. Oh, good point. Yeah, Piston Podcast Rating. Piston Rating. It's zero. I'm going to start my own podcast, The Rotary. The Rotary Podcast. Oh, you have to. You absolutely have to. I'm going to get my dream job at Rotary Revs. They they actually sent me some stickers because it was my uh, 15th 15th birthday. birthday. Happy birthday for that, by the way. Thank you. That that was recorded three... No, this was recorded three days after. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to be out. Monday. Monday. So, um... You're lost for words, the RX-7. There's a picture of my computer that's about to load up. He's actually looking at photos of them now. So, can tell you some more interesting things about it, or am I waffling on? You you can go ahead. ahead. So, I want to talk about, first of all, the door handles. Now, Mazda was so obsessed with the design of this car, they made the door handles like on a Nissan Juke. Right. So, they sort of of have to push in, so it's not like on our Audi or your Panda. I like that design though. And the rear lights, they sort of, Mazda blacked them out themselves because they didn't want to mess with the design. Yeah. So they did that, but they fit super bright LEDs. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't like. What? You see those pop-ups? Oh. Oh. Half winky eye. If you make them do that, you know, fair play to you, but. They do it with the MX5. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of veal side RX7s. I'll show you a picture now. Move the script. Veal. Because they get veal. rid of the pop-up headlights. Veal. Veal side. They get rid of the pop-up headlights. But what? I, the reason they do that is oh, no. to fit a bigger end. Look. It looks like a Koenigsegg. I don't like it. That's just revolting. Why would you do that? I know. I don't get it. Why, why, but why? people LS swap them. An LS swap, by the way, is a... Uh, is a... Uh, I think it's a... Corvette or a Camaro engine, I'm not too sure. Yeah. It's a GM uh, engine, it's a 6 litre, 6.2 I think litre engine, which they swap into it, which is, you know, fair enough if you want more reliability, but I just don't see why. And the sound a rotary engine makes is unlike anything. Yeah. Because stock, Mazda told you, you're going to need to drive this hard, you need to rev it out to make it last. And it sounded like a car with a modified exhaust you'd get on a Corsa or a Citroen C1. Yeah, yeah. Like yobbos they do, but... Yeah. Anyway, I think we should move on from the RX-7, um, as good as a car it is. A um, car. If you have one, then do let us know for All Things Auto, because that'd be quite a dream come true for you, I know that. I know. For yeah. sure. Uh, and I would say if anybody's got a Panda 100 HP, but... You've got one. We've got one. I know, next, next time I'm on the podcast, well, if I am... Uh, I'm not going to change my car, like my favourite car. Well, so we'll see, we'll see. A 
I only said that last time and the time before. The time before that was uh, Zoom, wasn't it? We did it lockdown in Zoom. But anyway, let's move yeah. on from that because we need to talk about your Volkswagen uh, thing. Now, you have a Volkswagen camper van. We talked about it before, so we won't talk about it again. But you went to Volkswagen because you're looking for a new car, aren't you? As well as your Audi A4 yeah. Quattro. Tell us the story. Um, well, the story is, so we went there because we're looking to get a new car. What car? Because my mum started this new job. And this new car is a Mark 7.5 Golf GTI with oh, yeah. performance package. You went there. Exhaust. You I have to there. say that. Yeah. So we went to Volkswagen to test drive one. And um, we had some chats and everything. Oh, your computer made a noise. That's my Alexa. That's my Alexa talking in the podcast. She wants to say, anyway, carry on, the Golf. So, but yeah, so we're getting the Golf. It's a lot nicer than the Audi. The suspension's so much more comfortable. You set quite a lot higher up. More comfortable, really? Mm, a lot more comfortable. I mean, the problem with your Audi is you sit so low. I know you do. It's sit almost not low. natural. Mm. I like sitting and higher this one up. Is just, we've got a few pictures up here. It's just, I think they nailed the design with the red lining and stuff. Not, I mean, let's got just a picture of the Golf 8, which I'm not the biggest fan let's of. Let's just get a picture of this interior. It's got the tar- that's the black leather interior. We, um, it's we're just looking at the one with the. Uh, oh, what's it? Tartan. That's it. Everything about the interior of this car and the exterior actually just, just looks really superb. GTR, I mean, just look everything. at that. Just look at this. Has that got a sticker on the side as well, or is that just something else? So um, we go into the car, okay? But my dad's never driven an auto. Right. So we get in it. He's not even in sport mode. He's not in any of the moves. He's just gone here, just gone drive. And then he didn't really like it because he put his foot down. And then the wheels did, did go... Yeah. They span up. Uh, but bearing in mind, it was in the wet. And my dad used to quattro. So when he put his foot down, it goes. He wasn't used to front-wheel drive. But then we had another drive, a much longer one as well. And we put it in sport mode and stuff. Um, we did a launch. Uh, did relatively fast. Speed limits, speed limits. Sure, on autobahn, and um, yeah, I don't really know what to say. I really like it. I like it a lot better than the Audi. It's a five yeah. door. It's a DSG one. You'd have to I get know a five door. Some people won't like it. But then again, though, there's I a pic- like there's a there's a picture here of the Mark Eight GTI, I like the Mark and I look at that photo and I think, oh, that's actually really nice. They have stolen Renault's design with the. Uh, they have, yes. Shingies, haven't they? But the interior of the Mark Eight, it is. A bit dodgy. I, I think the interior, the, the steering wheel's a bit get off. I changed the badge. It's subtle, isn't it? But yeah, as, I would as you much, say, much rather have a um, a seven point five. It just the interior of the seven point five looks actually newer, doesn't it? Mm. But yeah, I, I do hope you get this car. And the next time you come on the podcast, if you do, if I let you, um, on the, the Rotary Although, podcast, can I tell you, some other stuff that we're you can talk do, about it. What? So we're going to get the ECU remapped. Yeah. Make more power and get a remove the back box for extra loudness and extra speed. Well, I know back box doesn't do speed, but it will be louder. Right, and also really bad for the environment. But oh well. Well, oh well. We don't buy a car like this. Although we had a look at the MPG stats. Right. And people have been putting their foot down just like we did, and it actually did better than I thought. Did 25 MPG. Woo! But that is putting your foot down a lot. Fair enough. It's two litre, isn't it? So, uh, to be honest, it's not so bad for a petrol. I know, but the thing is, it's such a strong engine. I know the A45S is like double the horsepower. So that's got like 420 something, something yeah. mad like that. And that does not 16, like 3.7 seconds. Yeah. that car, 50 grand. I know, I know. The one we were looking at, that's a 2021. That was like much too expensive for us. So, we're looking at an 18 one, which we can do some upgrades to. 
Better idea, definitely. But yeah, it's, it's a very, very nice car. Anyway, I think it's time to wrap this one up. So thank you, Matthew, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I've got to explain to the viewers, next week's podcast, which will be episode 8, is going to be pre-recorded because we're going camping, aren't we? We're going camping to Dawlish, um, in the tent and the camper van with our Carreras. So there'll be some videos popping up, I'm sure, on there and when we come back. Also, which you can go check out on the channel. Go check that out. So uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Matthew. Thank Again, you for me on and talking about... No problem. It's uh, it's been I would say a joy, but uh, yeah. Um, listeners at home, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Piston Podcast. Do all the other usual bits. Oh wow, it's four o'clock. I know. Follow me on social media at Daniel Carzo Five. Follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew LR Two and on Instagram at Matthew Lovehouse. Yeah, got that right. God, I'm such a genius. Thank you for coming on, Matthew. Thank you for having me. And the listeners, thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Acterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.